Welcome to Sparking Wholeness, where we talk all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Erin Carey. I'm a survivor of bipolar disorder and a self-proclaimed nutrition nerd who loves asking why. As a certified integrative nutrition health coach, my goal is to help people find balance, and I want to help you find ways to spark wholeness in your life. For more information, check out sparkingwholeness.com or on the Instagram handle, Sparking Wholeness. And now, get ready for today's awesome show. Hey everybody, it's Erin Carey. Welcome to Sparking Wholeness. And today we have a super fascinating episode for you. We are going to be diving into the world of household and environmental toxins. But before we do that, I want to give a thank you to our sponsor. Today's podcast is sponsored by Forager Project. Forager is spelled F-O-R-A-G-E-R. This company, it's a family-owned, 100% organic, plant-based food company based in California, dedicated to making the world a better place than they found it. And you might have heard me talk about it before, but I'm a big fan of their yogurt. It's delicious. And they also have dairy-free kefir, milk, and sour cream using their hero ingredient, which is organic cashews. This creates a really creamy base. And like I said before, my family likes it. We fight over who gets the last yogurt. And so it's, I'd love for you guys to check them out. They're great. So Forager Project is passionate about creating healthy, organic, plant-based food, but they're equally passionate about nurturing a healthy democracy. They believe that voting is the most essential ingredient needed to do this. Forager wants to inspire everyone to get out and vote this election year and participate in our democracy. They have provided voting resources and information for you at www.foragerproject.com slash vote. That's spelled www.foragerproject.com slash vote. You can also follow them on social media at Forager Project. So check out their website, find out where the delicious yogurt and sour cream and kefir and milk is sold near you. And remember to cultivate democracy, vote. Now I want to introduce you to today's guest. I'm super excited. Her name is Diana Edwards. She is wife to Dr. Chad Edwards, who was on a show a couple months ago where we talked about COVID and what's the latest with all of that. And she is extremely knowledgeable on the topic of toxins. And so Diana, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. Uh, The topic to cover today is something that is extremely near and dear to my heart and super passionate about. I'm so excited to get into this. So let me give you guys a little bit of background on Diana. She is the founder and CEO of Optimally You. She's the co-owner of Revolution Health and Wellness and Against the Grain podcast with her husband, Dr. Chad Edwards. She utilizes these platforms to deliver a functional and integrative approach for patients and clients while educating and empowering them to continue to seek holistic approaches to their health. Her formal functional medicine health coaching training was obtained through the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, which is designed and delivered in collaboration with the Institute for Functional Medicine. Her education was provided by functional medicine pioneers such as Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, Dr. Deanna Minich, and Dr. Margarita Tarragona. She also reinforces her foundational training with annual attendance to the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine World Congress. Very interesting. Diana is currently pursuing her certification as a traditional naturopath. 
Prior to entering the holistic health realm, she obtained her BA in dance education and her graduate degree in business administration. Movement was how she connected herself to the world until her body began to fail, landing her in a health crisis traditional medicine only made worse. This experience led her away from a career as a public school teacher, where she spent a decade in a brick and mortar classroom teaching high school and adult students life sciences. She draws on her self-healing experience to motivate others to optimize their health and wellness as naturally as possible. She brings her empathic intuition to help countless clients connect their authentic values with their health goals and overcome challenges in their health journeys for sustainable results. And so I am so glad you shared that, that we shared that last little tidbit at the end because you are doing what you're doing because of your own health journey, right? Absolutely. Like most people who kind of get into this industry, we've experienced something traumatic in our own health journey that has led us to become more curious and to not take things for face value and dig to that next layer. And that's exactly what I've had to do. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So what, what started your health journey? What happened? What, what's the background there? Um, so basically around uh, 2007, 2008, so late 20s, early 30s, I was declining pretty rapidly. Um, and it was, it was systemic. It's not like one thing um, was, was a complaint or a symptom. It was across pretty much all the body systems. So nothing was truly connecting when I was going to see my primary care. I was in my last pregnancy. Um, everything was fine and healthy, you know, great delivery, all that fun stuff, but I never really recovered. I was first year teaching. I was super stressed. I was doing all of the traditional things, eating standard American diet, um, following my PCP's guidelines, um, really eating just whatever, uh, late nights, poor sleep, you name it. I, was, I had a, a newborn, so sleep was definitely not <laughs> something I was getting a lot of. And so it was very isolating to be experiencing these chronic symptoms and no one could help me unravel them. I was in this health crisis and um, ended up traveling that parallel with my newborn. He ended up having some, some issues respiratory uh, in the very beginning. And again, no answers. So 2007, 2008 was really the beginning. I mucked along for about two more years and the bottom really fell out in 2010. I'm talking things like daily headaches. Um, I had neurological symptoms as far as uh, weird tingling sensations, uh, hair was thinning. I mean, you could have named it and I was probably experiencing it. Skin issues, anything from hives and rashes to acne, dryness, um, di oh gosh, digestive issues, like across the spectrum. You you know, from constipation to diarrhea, the IBS, loud digestive noises, cramping, um, bloating, distended stomach. I was miserable. So pursuing this, I went to go see my doctor and as a last resort, thinking he was going to find me some relief, I ended up losing my gallbladder over it wow. Had surgery. Yeah. Um, looking back, it was probably extremely unnecessary, but it's what happened. So I thought, of course, 
this was going to be the answer. It was not. Uh, all of those symptoms came back. I landed back in his office with thrush. So my tongue was coated. Um, the burning in the mouth is usually a common uh, complaint when you start getting into some of the stuff I discovered. So I was referred out. I had an upper GI scope. Um, but the most mortifying, and people with chronic illnesses looking for answers can probably, this will resonate. You will have a moment where they're going to ask you to do something ridiculous and it's going to make you question yourself, your value, your worth, what you're doing, um, and the status of, of who you are in, in your health journey. And I sat in that upper GI guy's office and that doctor's asking me about my symptoms and I tell him and without a hesitation, he immediately asked me to go get an HIV test. Wow. I, I had zero history that would suggest wow. I was a candidate. And to top it off, I walk out of that man's office to go and get this scheduled. And I get to check out with someone I went to high school with where there's everything. I am just wanting to oh crawl under the closest object. So needless to say, I did it. Everything's great. Um, nothing was discovered or found. So I got a round of antibiotics and I got a round of Diflucan. Mm -hmm. Within 10 days, my symptoms were gone. I knew something was not okay. And the second I was done with the, the rounds of medication, everything came back. So I was not done questioning and my PCP was not done having zero answers. So I was absolutely failed for an entire mm. year after my surgery. So about the spring of 2011 was what I call my Wizard of Oz moment. <laughs> it's the moment where you see behind the curtain and you can't unsee it. So I saw the wizard. I saw what was going on. I went to a naturopath. Um, she gave me a, a very short list. I think there were eight items on it. She said, don't eat these. Okay. She gave me a couple of supplement suggestions to kind of help. And within three weeks, my life changed, period. I lost 30 pounds. I did what I call deflate. Uh, so the inflammation mm -hmm. was, was gone. And I realized I wasn't supposed to feel the way I had felt before at all. It was not a normal aging process and I refused to return. Um, you know, being an intuitive empath and seeing behind big ag and big pharma, I couldn't unknow the findings. So it was kind of this mixture of anger and grief that I knew I didn't want anyone else to have to feel. So the next year I was actually given a new teaching assignment and it was just serendipitous and it was AP environmental science and it got real, real fast for me. Um, I was actually able to spend really intimate time with material and research and broaden my horizons on the clock, you know, just spreading this information and learning it for myself um, that all these shenanigans that were going on in big business, I was the one, I was the victim. Like I was suffering the consequences of what they were allowing to be called food and what they were allowing to be practiced as healthcare. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was pretty surreal. I'm, I'm over 10 years away from that moment, you know, and 
I'm still learning. I'm still uncovering stuff and still having to tweak my journey from new discoveries that you and I can talk about later with some toxins and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but I use my, my coaching and sought that platform out so that I could reach a, a bigger audience and change more lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's, what's really interesting is that your body was telling you something, your body was screaming at you, you know, and and you were trying to listen and you were trying to get answers and you were trying to advocate for yourself, but you, you weren't getting them. And that's so frustrating. I know so many people have experienced the same thing where they've got these mystery symptoms. They've got all these things going on and they're not getting, I've even heard one person was having horrible um, like IBS type bowel symptoms and their doctor was really excited that they were losing weight. And they're like, Ugh. yeah, but, but that's I don't cool. feel well. <laughs> like something is not right. Like that's, that's great that my BMI is where it's supposed to be, but something is not right. And so I think that advocating for yourself and learning what you've learned has made you such a powerful advocate for other people. And I love that. And that's why I'm so excited that, that we are talking right now because we need people like you sharing. Um, so I love that. So let's, let's talk about these common household and environmental toxins because toxins are everywhere. And I, you know, I think we can deny it. And I think we can also go the other extreme and, and be overly fearful of it. But what are we even talking about when we're talking about toxins and how they impact our lives? Oh, absolutely. So, um, you know, when I was thinking about this and thinking of some of the major um, common ones, kind of what I would call the low-hanging fruit that I went for first were um, SLS, so sodium lauryl sulfate. You'll see it in your hygiene products. And this is where a lot of your stuff is going to be hidden. And so, you know, ladies especially, you know, we are notorious for having hordes and hordes of beauty and hygiene products and we have to be super careful. Um, So this chemical is uh, an endocrine disruptor. It's a neurotoxin. So it's going to go after that nervous system and you're going to start getting weird things happening, vision disturbances. I mean, it can actually manifest very differently for everyone depending on what else they have going on. And to top it off, it's carcinogenic. And the only reason it's added is because it makes your stuff foam up so that you can get the big bubbles in your, you know, shampoo. And we're trained that that feeling, that sensation means we're cleaner Mm -hmm. and, and actually it's worse. So that's a big one that I knew right away had to go. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Did you have something? Oh, no, I'll just say, yeah, that, that's such good information. Um, and it is hard when, when you switch over to more natural products. You're like, wait a minute, but it's not What's foaming. happening? <laughs> like, it's not, I'm not clean. <laughs> so it's, You're exactly it's kind of <laughs> right. Um, so the other one's BPA. And this one, um, bisphenol A. Now, this one helps with contributing to behavior issues. So, you know, it's rampant now that we see children and in even adults with this um, ADD and ADHD diagnosis and hyperactivity. And um, we're, we're putting plastic containers full of food in our microwave and we're nuking them. And we're drinking tons out of water bottles that they were not temperature controlled before they were put in your fridge. They sat out on a dock or in a warehouse. So they're going to be disrupting us at this hormonal level. 
water supply lines, you've got the, the thermal receipt paper that you get after a transaction. These are some things that had to go for me too. Uh, artificial food coloring is another one. You've, you've got this artificial, anytime I see the word artificial, I'm running, yep. period. Um, the think the scariest one for me is the word fragrance. That one is absolutely terrifying. It seems harmless, but that one word hides over 3,000 different chemicals that they don't list. And when you're looking at that, uh, one in 20 of those actually rated high hazard and 25 scored the max score on that high hazard scale. Major hormone disruptions. We all want to smell good, but there's going to be a different way. You can use essential oils and stuff like that. Um, dryer sheets are another thing that, that went for me. Mold, we're going to get to talk about mold. When we're looking at environmental toxins and what's going on in our home, especially during this time where people are staying in their home more because of our current COVID situation, we do have what we call sick building syndrome. And we have things off-gassing in our furniture and our carpet and vinyl flooring. And so we have these volatile organic compounds. And we might even be in a situation where we might have mold growing in our home, which is also going to have all kinds of systemic ramifications on, on health. Yeah. So let's talk about mold for a second, because I think that a lot of people believe that, you know, you if you have mold, you go in there, you wipe the mold out, you kill it, you use bleach, whatever you do, cut out the wood, and then it's gone, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's but the thought. That's the thought. So what really happens? Um, well, if you put a chemical on it, like bleach, you're basically, it'll, it'll lysis, it'll bust open. And when it does that, it's releasing the actual harmful part, which is the mycotoxin. And then you're breathing that in. When you find mold in your home, it has to be professionally remediated. We're talking about a negative pressure room. Um, you, you do have to remove the materials. And bottom line is it may not be just contained to that room and you can have cross-contamination. Um, you hear stories all the time of people will actually walk out of their home with nothing but the clothes on their back, which will then be ditched before they enter into their new safe space because they will latch on and they will travel with you. They love books and clothing. Uh, carpet's the worst for it to live in. So these are some things you really, really have to think about. Yeah, I, I have heard that about people just getting rid of everything they own, including books, which oh, that's a big one. I love books. So just the idea of getting rid of all of my books, like that would be like abandoning all of my friends. I don't know. <laughs> right. And, and that's the other part. You know, it's very traumatic. So now mm -hmm. you've got this additional piece to the recovery that has to be thought about. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how does our body respond to this toxic overload that we're facing? Because I just think about 2020 compared to 1920 compared to 1820, it seems like these toxins accelerated really fast. Like I know the world isn't perfect. It's never been perfect, but man, in the last hundred years, it, our food, you know, and we didn't even talk about like the pesticides in our food, everything, right. everything. Absolutely. So, so how does, how does our body respond to that? It panics. And honestly, one of the biggest things I, I just, when I talk to my clients, I constantly remind them the solution to pollution is dilution. Your body is going to do everything it can to protect you. That's why I love the way it's designed. However, 
at some point, we are going to bombard it and overrun these pathways and these possibilities of protection. And then we start seeing the actual symptoms that we cannot and, and, and won't turn our head to. We'll have the constant migraines and headaches. We'll have rashes on our skin that we're constantly going to a dermatologist. We'll have um, digestive issues. Uh, we get to the point where we're nauseous. Chronic fatigue is one of the number one complaints. I have no energy. If these it, hormonal issues, these are some of the keys and the tricks and the tips your body is, it's asking you for help. It's, it's overwhelmed and it's asking for, for different. And, and we have to clue into that and be extremely mindful in order to, to help it. Yeah. And it is like, you know, you said it is a beautiful design. Like our body is designed to withstand so much, but at some point something's got to give, like, I can't even walk into a bath and body works anymore. <laughs> oh gosh, me neither. And when the door is open, I, I'm like, no, please wind don't blow. Like it'll yeah. make me sick. It's crazy. Like there's certain things that growing up, you know, as, as a teen girl and you like, all you're doing is you're just spraying yourself because <laughs> you want to smell good. And you know, all the, like, that's, What's the other store that they, it always smells like the perfume they sell. It's, um, is it Abercrombie? Oh, yes. The other I one that, like, you, like you walk by it and you're like, whoo, you, you yep. smell that. And it's, it is crazy how we're conditioned to think that that is clean. It smells good. And, but instead it's, it's doing all of this undercover disaster, yep. <laughs> uh, havoc wreaking on our body. And so what about, um, cleaning products because right now, you know, I'm, I've seen videos from schools of people like the way that they're spraying down desks and the way that they're spraying down kids face shields that they're going to breathe in, you know, or oh, yeah. let, let's uh, talk about cleaning products. Oh my goodness. Where to even begin? Here's what I will say. You know, staples in my home are vinegar. I, I love vinegar and I will use it in my laundry and I will use it to clean. Um, I'm a fan of essential oils and essential oil-based products. I'm going to get as close as I can to nature in order to take care of it because you know what? Nature's designed well too. And we can utilize what it gives us to solve these problems. I know there's a little bit of the panic and I have to be super sterile and, and all of these things. But the bottom line is if we work on our body foundations, then our body's going to be able to handle what comes in. And that's where we're missing the boat. We think it's, we're just going to take care of our environment and we're going to keep eating McDonald's. We have to reverse this, this concept. Cleaning supplies in your, your kitchen and that you use in your bathroom, those are extremely toxic to breathe and to absorb in your skin. And you just, you can't have that going into your body at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's been a real big concern of mine recently with, with everybody being hypersensitive to um, sanitizing everything and, and the overuse of, um, you know, the, the hand sanitizers and the soaps. And I know we have to have a certain amount of good bacteria on our body. We don't want to wipe it completely out. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The, the key is balance here. You got to have the balance between the good and the bad. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what, what are some simple tools that we can kind of reduce this toxic load and maybe do it in a way that's, you already mentioned one that's 
pretty cost effective. Uh, what are some, because I think a lot of people, they think, oh no, well, I'm going to have to go spend all of this money on all of this fancy stuff. How do we simplify it? So again, when I'm talking to my clients and even practicing in my own life, the mantra is clean air, clean water, clean food, clean thoughts. That's how you do this. Um, some things that you need to look for are natural alternatives, which vinegar is fantastic for cleaning. It's also fantastic for laundry. That's a more natural approach. Um, instead of bath and body works or fragrances in your home with air fresheners and stuff and essential oils, finding those essential oils and, and going that route is very cost effective that, that you can handle. Um, some other things that you can do is know your clean 15 and dirty dozen. If we're lowering toxic load, then you can be very financially aware with your budget. Go to the grocery store, eat in season, go organic and non-GMO. The foods that are in the clean 15 aren't as damaging and you can save a little bit of money, go that route. Bottom line, if you can even go better, grow your own garden. I know that became a very big <laughs> activity to do while we were all at home. So maintain that, know where your food's coming from. Um, the other thing I say, go outside, get fresh air, get some sunshine. You've got to do that. Um, get out of those buildings, open those windows, get the sunshine. You need the vitamin D anyway for immunity. So take a walk. You're also moving your lymph system while you're doing that. So just take a walk in the sunshine, in the fresh air, and you get a three for one. That's extremely, you know, bargain basement worthy of this. Uh, the other thing is just support those exit strategies your body has. Um, the bulls, you've got your bowels, you've got your urinary, your lymph, your liver, and your skin, and you need to support those. Hydration, you can reduce your toxic load by hydrating, making sure that those systems are in place to continue to flush. Uh, those are some some great options to to reduce. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned hydration and water. I'd love to ask what your thoughts are on the different water purification systems. You know what you recommend there because our water is not <laughs> it's not as great as we think it is either. I know. So you know, honestly, it really depends on what you're trying to get out of your water. And, and then you have to also, you got to take into account your budget and you got to take into account how much you're going to use. So right now uh, we could have, you know, just a shower head filter because my skin is absorbing chlorine. It's absorbing, you know, you start to get a little sleepy in the shower while you're off gassing, you know, <laughs> chloroform high. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having those systems in place can be extremely cost effective, but to tailor it, to what kind you actually need, well, you need to know what's in your water. And there are places, you just have to kind of Google in your area. Uh, around me, there used to be a, an organization, I haven't looked in a while, called Blue Thumb Group. And we could send a water sample in and they would give us a report back. And if, if it wasn't free, it was extremely cheap. Um, and you could find out what was in your water. So yeah. you've got to start there first to know even what you're trying to get out. Yeah, that's good. I think there's a way, is it environmental working group maybe that they have I where you put them. in your zip code and it tells you about the water in your area. It could, 
I don't know if I'm thinking I think of the you're, right thing. I think you're right. Um, I also love them for a lot of other reasons because they have the app that you can just scan your product if you want to know right away exactly how toxic this is before I even put it in my cart. And I mm -hmm. love that app. Yeah, no, and for beauty products especially because there's so many that you know you see at Whole Foods or whatever the health food store is, and you're like, oh, well, it's at the health food. But there's a there's a shampoo I got. It was a new shampoo, and I don't know why I didn't think to check my app. I just thought, well, it's at Whole Foods, so it's right? probably fine. I got home and I'm like, ah, it's an eight. It's an eight. How did that even you know like which means you know they rate it from zero to ten for anybody who doesn't know. An eight is like as toxic as you can get. <laughs> so right. like, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up though, because I mean, how long have we been on our journeys and we think of ourselves as being very mindful, but yet these things can still slip in. So you just, you have to have a lot of grace and forgiveness in the journey as well, because their job is to try to make you put it in your buggy and pay for it and get home with it. It's a game. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is a game. And it's, and it's really interesting how, you know, the, we hear how the European Union, they've banned how thousands of chemicals that we've never even looked at here in the US. And, and that's something that people need to be aware of that this is about marketing, this is about advertising, this is about selling you products, this isn't about your health. This isn't oh, about, yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Nobody cares about your health except, so you have to advocate for yourself, you know, like Absolutely. that's, we have to like going back to the beginning with your story, like when you're seeing symptoms, look at all, look at this toxic load and maybe you can't eliminate all toxins. I think that would be pretty impossible at this point, but right. we can reduce as much as possible. So right. I, I think that that's really good. Let's talk a little bit more about, um, the detoxification pathways supporting those and how some people, and I'm one of those people, <laughs> we mm -hmm. have a harder time detoxing than other people. Like you hear somebody say, Oh, your perfume is giving me a headache. And you're like, I love that perfume. What are you talking about? Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> What's, what is the difference in, 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 in individuals and de detoxification? Yeah. So, um, it, for people who don't know, the liver is where a lot of this stuff is. It's, it's all going through the liver. And so we have to be very kind. There's two different pathways. There's like six different, you know, processes that can happen in the liver that make sure that we're taken care of when we come in contact with, with toxins of a variety. But the issue is we get too many of them. And, you know, when we do that, especially those that struggle that's what we refer to as the um, MFR gene or the MTHFR gene mutation. Um, basically what's happening is I think of a car where a you know, spark plug's not firing. It's just the process is slower. You're out of time. You're not idling right. And our bodies just need a little extra support because that detox process is slow. MTHFR, that methylation that takes place that that gene helps with, it's not firing 100%. And we can be bogged down, depending on if we're heterozygote or homozygote, anywhere from 30 to 70%. That means these toxins are backing up because we are not conjugating them right. We're not transforming them quick enough to get them out through our bowels, urinary, lymph, you know, lung, all that fun stuff, or, or your skin. So we have to be kind. Um, different pathways. You've got different things that can kind of encourage. So glutathione, if you've heard of, of 
you know, the supplement glutathione, your body makes it, but sometimes it needs some help. And so you can supplement to help with that glutathione conjugation process. Uh, that pathway helps with heavy metals. It helps with herbicides and fungicides that come on our food. So it's important that it's working. Sulfur containing food helps with sulfation. Another pathway, this one helps with your hormones. So when we start getting us hormone problems, um, as either estrogen or testosterone, steroids, it doesn't matter. When we start suffering and we know things are out of whack, well, we could be bogged down in this pathway and maybe we just need to eat you know, some more broccoli and, <laughs> and look into what's going on there. Um, the glucuronic acid pathway. Okay, this one is supported by magnesium and B vitamins. Well, if some of these other processes are not working, especially MTHFR, okay, we struggle with vitamin B and, and folic acid. And so, of course, this one's going to be slow. Well, we have to encourage it and we have to supplement. Um, and, of course, if it gets clogged, you get what you talked about, Bath and Body Works. You get those mm -hmm. chemical sensitivities. <laughs> um, you know, a couple others, you've got the amino acid conjugation. So protein-rich foods can help here. Acetylation, that pathway, you have to immediately stop smoking if you're a smoker. You have to. Um, some foods that can help will be um, your cruciferous veggies, garlic, onions. I actually, I over-detoxed with this pathway because I had too many onions. I was miserable. I knew I had a problem. And then, of course, methylation. So MTHFR gene mutation can slow this down. You've got to have B12. You've got to have folate to help. Um, again, this one helps with heavy metals. If you've got fillings in your teeth, you have heavy metals in your body. There's an issue. And then, of course, it helps to break down iron. So when you don't have this working for you, sometimes you will experience wine differently, the, the sulfites to sulfate. Mm -hmm. And so you know, for me, I still really wanted to enjoy it, but my hands would swell and turn red immediately. I knew I had um, a methylation problem. That's interesting. And, and what about, you know, flushing after drinking wine or, um, yep. the, for me the next day, I, it's a rose, it's like a rosacea flare, crazy rosacea flare. And rosacea yes. is also a sign that something's not going right on the inside, right? Yeah. <laughs> Our Amen. skin That's will tell us. Skin. Yep. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're so right. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. <laughs> so how, if, if somebody, what are some signs, you know, you've kind of named them along the way, but what are some common symptoms that you might be struggling with toxic overload and you might want to look at some of these environmental food household triggers? I go back to that solution to pollution is dilution. So some keys for me are when I see someone or hear someone being overweight. Um, if you have just straight up tried everything and struggled, or you are trying the same things that worked before and they no longer work now, then there's a toxicity issue. Um, you've lost weight, you did great, and then it comes right back on tenfold. Your body panicked, you didn't get rid of the toxins, and now it has to protect you again. Uh, again, we talked about skin issues, so rashes, acne, dryness, rosacea, you know, these kinds of, of issues. If you are not having a regular bowel movement, one to two a day, you have a problem. You have a toxicity issue. 
And then of course, if you have lots of symptoms across you know, your body systems and there's no diagnosis or you get put underneath an umbrella like chronic fatigue syndrome, I believe you have a toxicity issue. Um, the other one is, do you just live in this world? Like if you live in this world and you are not making a concerted effort to support your liver, you have a problem. Hormone issues, um, another sign that's very vain but worthy, bad breath. Halitosis mm -hmm. is another you know, clue that you're, you're having some issues. And if you're going to the bathroom a lot, whether that is dumping, so you know, the diarrhea immediately after eating, sometimes not even finishing, or frequent urination and you know there's no burning, it's not a UTI, your body's trying to get rid of something. You have a toxicity issue. That is such good information because I know so many people right now are listening and going, oh, I'm trying to target this issue, but I didn't even consider that it could be the this toxic overload. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love unraveling the layers. And I think that this is good because this is also practical, you know, like this is something that we can all work on slowly. Um, so what do you, like, like how do you support your own um, toxic overload right now? Just personally, what are, what are things you do food wise, supplement wise? I know people <laughs> would love to know. <laughs> well, um, considering my new discovery is mycotoxins and I've been dosed with mold. So my regimen is very extreme right now. Um, some things that you can do to help with eliminating these toxins are infrared saunas, um, massages you can even just a regular massage works great if you can find someone who's specialized in lymphatic massages that's even better i would just plan on not doing anything the next day you might feel kind of crummy um chiropractic work can also help with with trying to get some of this out um reflexology aromatherapy just exercise. You can do the vibration plates if you can't really move a lot. Um, if you can move a little, maybe try a rebound trampoline. Dry brushing the skin is another way to support getting these gone. Stop social libations, like stop drinking for a little bit. Let your liver catch up because that's going to bog it down. Coffee enemas are amazing. Um, they really boost that glutathione production and help with that chronic fatigue. Again, consult your physician when you're trying and implementing some of these things because you, you'll need to watch and make sure you're hydrating, you're taking care of your mineral balances. So these are some other things you want to do. Your job is to hydrate, have a bowel movement, and sweat every day. That's your job. I like that. I think that's, that's practical too. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, I can remember that. So you mentioned coffee enemas. I'd love to get into that for a second. Sure. Um, how often do you recommend people do that? Because I've been, there are quite a few, even there's a um, psychiatrist that I follow that she really recommends doing that for mental health, for mental clarity. Oh, so absolutely. Yeah. It's the, the fog will lift. Um, you know, it really kind of depends on the health situation you're in. I research has shown, you know, individuals who are going through cancer journeys and, and having those toxins to help, you know, their path, they're really doing multiple a day. They're doing, you know, mm -hmm. two a day and supporting through hydration and stuff. Now they're closely monitored. So you need to pay attention to that daily is if you're in the health status where everything else is nutritionally balanced, um, you know, you have not a lot of deficiencies daily is very feasible. 
you do need to make sure your quality of coffee is accounted for. So you need to have the special processed, organic, mm -hmm. non-GMO, mold-free processed coffee in order to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And there, that, and that's really good because I think, you know, you hear that sometimes the, the coffee, and oh my gosh, this is crazy, but it really is a supportive tool. And that's been something that's been popping up in a lot of my research again and again, as just an effective way to clear up, help support your liver. <laughs> Absolutely. Liver needs support. Yeah. Absolutely. That dilation that happens in that blood supply is phenomenal to, to get that glutathione production up, encourage, you know, stuff to move through. And it's just degunking of the liver so that things can flow and get out and you're not reabsorbing. Yeah. Are there, are there supplements that you recommend to support the liver too? Uh, yeah. So, you know, glutathione, of course, but I would also, if you're pretty depleted, I would also add NAC to that, uh, N-acetylcysteine because that's the precursor of mm -hmm. course to glutathione. So you're not just sucking it up right away and not getting any longevity out of it. So I would recommend that. Um, there are some homeopaths, yeah, or, yeah, some homeopathic remedies and stuff. I know Zymogen has drainage and it's just some drops under the tongue. It's um, herbal and, and all that stuff. And it really does help to open that up. Some of the main things you can do are just go back to those pathways mm -hmm. and if, get it from your nutrition. If you can't, then there are supplements designed. There's, there's a broccoli supplement. There's a, a garlic supplement. Mm -hmm. And so you can do that to help focus in on those specific pathways as well. So um, would definitely recommend that to support yeah. the liver. Yeah, yeah, but always nutrition first, right? Like that's I, we, yep. we want a magic pill, but if we're not, what's going in on a continual basis is pretty important. <laughs> exactly, the hard thing is sometimes when your total toxic load is so much and your burden is so great, you do need that additional support because there's no way to eat, especially when you're fighting nausea in some of this. You can't mm -hmm. eat enough to get what you actually need. And it's okay um, in order to, to get through this season because it is just a season. You'll yeah. come out. And we can heal and we can get better. And I know like that's, that's a, a really big takeaway that I want people to get from this, not to be bogged down by, oh, this toxic world, but okay, what are these little things? What was it that you said? Um, hydrate, move your body and, and have a bowel movement every bowel movement. single day, yes. every day. Yeah. <laughs> just back to what do we tell our little kids? You know, like, this is, <laughs> are you pooping? Like, it's That's just a right. basic, like, this is important. Yeah. And you brought that a great point up. Have those conversations with your kids. You need to ask them because sometimes they don't think about it. And they're not going to just come and celebrate with you and tell you they did it when they get to a certain age. Right. So I'll drive my 16 year old crazy and I'll ask him, Hey, how'd we do today? Like just yes or no, give me a thumbs up, thumbs down. And, and it gives me a barometer. And so I can support them better as well. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm glad you, I have a 16 year old as well. And we were at the pediatrician and, and she's like, so are you pooping? And then just the way she said it, like my, my daughter's just like, oh my gosh. But then when she said, when she answered, I was like, wait, oh why don't I, why don't I ask this question? I am the one that's supposed to like be asking these things and it seems so simple, but like, yeah. So yes, I, I don't want to embarrass my daughter by talking about that anymore already, but yeah, we we're don't extremely ask transparent. We need to. Yeah. Yeah. We're extremely transparent in this home. It's like, yeah. we're going to, we're going to talk about it because, because they know that 
the body is resilient. And if mm -hmm. we support the foundations of, you know, nutrition and sleep and stress management and hydration mm -hmm. and exercise, and if we take care of those core things the body needs, then you're right. We can go out in the toxic world, come home to our safe space, and the body will do what it does. And we're ready for the next day. That's what sleep is so important for. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And it all ties together. It all goes together. And so I just, I appreciate everything that you've shared and just the way that you have simplified difficult concepts. I think that that is the, the teacher in you <laughs> coming out um, because it, th these are, these are difficult concepts for a lot of people. And some people might be hearing this for the first time and going, wait, what? Dryer sheets? What? Like there are people that might have to rewind and go, wait, that's toxic. That, you know, because some of this, like, again, like we said, we've been living in this world for a while, but for a lot of people, boom. It, I mean, it's like a, wait, everything is new, you know? Um, so yes. that's, I, I appreciate the way that you've broken it down in a way that's easy to understand. So I appreciate that. Thank you. I enjoyed it. it I love, 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 love this stuff. Good. Well, and how, how can people, I know we talked about your um, business at the beginning, give us your website and your information, social media, any of that so that people can follow you and contact you if they need support in this area, all of that. Sure. Um, so website, you can contact, contact me through there. It's pretty simple. It's just optimally you spell out you you dot com. Um, fill out the contact us form. I'll get right back to you. Uh, feel free to follow me like, um, you know, friend me on Facebook. I do that way more than any other platform right now. So you can find me at Diana Sisson Edwards. Um, shoot me a friend request and follow my journey. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited just to meet you and um, just have this conversation with a like-minded person. It's just fun. This is fun for me. Yes. I, I enjoyed your knowledge and, and the way you shared. So thank you so much for being part of our show. Thank you for the invite. I enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to Sparking Wholeness. For more on all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul, check out my website, sparkingwholeness.com. Don't forget to be kind and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And to be really kind, you can leave a nice review. I like those.